Well, welcome everybody to episode 55 of the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your host, Alex and Tucker. And this week, uh, we've got a couple different uh, topics we're going we're gonna to touch on. One is um, has to do with Rivian, the EV startup. And the other is actually going to be a, a bit of a, a combination of stories coming out um, about how the war in Ukraine is affecting the automotive market. And, you know, we, we are you know, certainly well aware that there are m- much bigger issues with that, uh, with that war than re- ha- how it relates to cars, but we are a car podcast. So, um, mm-hmm. that's going to be what we kind of, you know, the angle that we're covering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this week, uh, there was a really interesting, uh, situation that happened with Rivian, uh, which has the upcoming R1T, pickup truck which by all accounts is supposed to be phenomenal but and and you actually have a a deposit for the r1s which is the suv yeah yeah which uh we'll kind of get into why that's important for the story here shortly yeah um (laughs) but what happened was you know as we all know prices of everything is are skyrocketing right now and um rivian uh had sent out a letter to its customers saying that they were going to be increasing their prices for their models by up to 20%. The reason this was an issue was it wasn't just for new orders. It was for people with existing deposits. Yeah. So people on, you were kind of monitoring like the Rivian forums, but people went kind of nuts um, and were like, this is ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, when I got the email, it was basically kind of like your boilerplate. Yeah, inflation's really high. Things are costing more. We're going to have to mm-hmm. raise prices. And I was like, oh, you know, it'll probably be like a few grand or maybe right. a couple grand or something. And I didn't just kind of set it aside. And then mm-hmm. I just was like, I got another email from them saying, hey, your price has been updated. And so I went and I had configured the suv to like i think it was like seventy seven thousand, and when i logged in Mm -hmm. it was like holy moly it's the same thing is now like ninety five thousand dollars yeah it was then i just decided out twenty thousand dollar premium over what you were yeah yeah yeah. i was like i should go see what they're saying on the phone (laughs) there was like 90 pages of not happy campers (laughs) yeah so Um, so they they basically had a huge hit to their stock price. Um, it was down like thirteen percent on on like that day of trading. Uh, yeah, and I think that was probably due to a lot of cancellations. I mean, somebody mm-hmm. did the math, and I, I can't remember what the numbers were, but but let's say you know they had forty thousand cancellations of vehicles that were you know. almost a hundred grand. I mean, that totals up to a lot of revenue. So, yeah. So, so that was a really, I mean, we've seen that with Tesla where every three to six months, they, their prices are all over the Yeah. And, and it's, it's seemingly arbitrary at times. Um, But this was a massive price increase. I mean, 10 to 20 grand on a $70,000 car is, is Mm -hmm. a huge amount of money. And, and as you alluded to, you know, if someone was, stretching their budget a little bit because they really believed in EVs and they believed in what Rivian was trying to do. So like, okay, I'm going to stretch my budget a bit and and get this $70,000 truck. And then all of a sudden this price increase takes it 
squarely out Ooh, of their budget thousand dollars yeah it, it would be so frustrating and yeah um, yeah and i think that's what a lot of people were just just sad about you know yeah like something they've been dreaming about and thinking getting about excited for about years well especially because yeah. the product every single review i have seen from from reviewers that i really respect people like jason camisa you know motor trend johnny lieberman at motor trend have said this is this is not just some yeah, fly by object. night. This yeah. is legitimately a game changing product. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I could see why it'd be extremely disappointing. And so the story took a more interesting <clears throat> turn when Thursday, following that huge price drop uh, of their stock, the CEO, um, RJ Scarringe, came out uh, with a letter to customers basically apologizing and saying, hey, Yes, we have rising prices for parts and materials, but we we made a mistake and really violated your, your trust in applying the the price increase to existing orders rather than honoring the original terms. So they <laughs> said that it, anyone that has ordered placed an order before March first, I believe it was. Yeah, that's what I read. Um, what the price that you originally agreed to and put the deposit on is the price that you'll pay. Anything after mm-hmm. March first uh, will pay the new price. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So for you, since you've had a, a deposit in, if you choose to keep, you know, your order, you don't have to deal with that price increase. Which I've never really seen a company <laughs> do that. Yeah, no. I mean, a couple of things I wanted to talk about here. One yeah. is. Um, I, I think that this vehicle at, even at that price at 70 some thousand dollars is actually a lot of value for the money. And yeah, frankly, from what I've seen with like the Hummer, um, just trucks in general, Mm -hmm. EVs in general and other vehicles, like somebody had posted the next day before they came out with, um, uh, apology and the price drop, they had said, you know, 24 hours in, I've got a clear head. I'm still staying with this because, you know, hey, my wife's X5 is $88,000. I mean, our e-tron, for Christ's sake, that we bought years ago, I mean, yeah, it was the prestige package, but that was also like high 80,000s. Yeah. Um, this is actually really good value for your money. I mean, a, a Porsche, and I, and I do think that this is a luxury vehicle. I don't think this is yeah. some... No, I mean, you, you know, look at I the mean, interior on this, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it is, it's very high quality. I mean, it's it's up there with a new Land yeah. Rover or something like that. So, so what I, so frankly, like, I wasn't, I mean, I was kind of on the fence about eventually getting one. I mean, we, we've got a, a reservation in on an X5, mainly because I'm just not sure, like, how many problems is this vehicle going to have? Are they going to be around in three years? Um, Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to produce the vehicle anywhere remotely in the time frame they say they will? And so I just, you know, can't really like wait that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for me, when I saw that price increase, I was like, actually, when I compare it to the other vehicles we've been looking at, this is probably where it should have been priced originally. And I don't know if it was, you know, the Cybertruck and, you know, Elon coming out and saying, oh, I don't even remember what they said it was, but it was like a, a very low price I was like that's kind of crazy mm-hmm. and so maybe they started low to try to be in 
competition with that and, and kind of what Ford was saying the lightning was going to be on the cheap end of things. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of thought, you know, if they had maybe handled this a little differently and said, you know what, those of you who have launch editions, we're going to keep your price the same, you know, because mm-hmm. those are the people that said, we trust you. We're going in on this. We're going to put in an order. Right. And then they you were to say something early. like, yeah, those of you who put in um, a, a pre-order, let's say within a year of it opening up, you'll only see a 5% increase, you know, like mm-hmm. a $5,000 increase. You know, those of you who placed pre-orders last week are going to see the full increase. You know, yeah. basically like we're going to honor the people who were on board with this. And and so I think like that might've been a better approach. Like, yeah, fair enough. I mean, so I would be facing a little bit of a price increase, but kind of the way they did it where they, they set that cutoff March 1st. I mean, I was talking with my wife about this. It seems kind of silly, but now that I know they're going to bake in like an extra $20,000, like right after March 1st on anybody that orders a new one, mm-hmm. I almost feel obligated to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like $20,000 $20, in equity, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, no, I uh, mean, it's a, it's a really good point. Like your, your car is going to be, your car is going to be worth like $20,000 really more than discount. you paid for it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and for what that vehicle offers, I mean, at least for the SUV, I mean, that, that was our pickles. We would, we really wanted to replace our e-tron with another full EV SUV, but mm-hmm. there, there just wasn't anything on the market um, outside of the Tesla Model X that mm-hmm. really had, like, enough room to put kids' crap, dogs in the back, like, you know big enough space to accomplish all that. Um, mm-hmm. This is really the only other option in, in kind yeah. of the immediate future. So Yeah, and you don't want to go Tesla. <laughs> I no, saw, I saw a funny thing. This is a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> but I, did you see the story about the guy that got a Model X plaid uh, and it had two different sets of tires on it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the front... The fronts, the fronts were like summer, like sports tires, and the rears were like all seasons. So it wasn't that it was like a Pirelli sports tire and a, a yeah, yeah. Michelin sports tire. It was literally it was just different, different tread, tread patterns, tread. different <laughs> like it was like this is incredibly dangerous. But whoever was assembling, like I don't know if they Close were just enough. running out of tires and they were like just put them on there. <laughs> So yeah, you don't want to go the Tesla route. <laughs> so so anyways, I'm you know, I think now from a you know, taking a step back, if a company like Porsche did this or mm-hmm. Mercedes or BMW and yeah. a bunch of people came out and bitched and complained, they'd go tell them to go pound sand. Right. Like, you think we care? Well, yeah, Rivian has to establish like trust yeah. with their customers at this point, and that's, and that's the what they realized. Well, and yeah, I also so think it's that... it was probably embarrassing for them, and right. was kind of an unnecessary gaffe. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that they've made it right. I- I'm sure some people are still probably pretty butthurt about it, and mm-hmm. you know, may Effort may walk away canceled. anyways. But <clears throat> I thought it was it, it's a li- it is a little strange to me that they thought it was at all appropriate to announce a 20% price increase by an email. 
Take that's a lot. Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I like, thought. I mean, my gut was it's like, one oh. to email it out and be like, we're we have to bump up prices by a thousand dollars. Most people would be like, that's exactly that it. a little bit. I understand, and and it's ultimately a thousand dollars on a seventy thousand dollar car is kind yeah, of not a, a big deal. Yeah, it's not a huge deal, but to to literally like dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a, that's an amount of money that will make it out of. You yeah, know, like it prices it out. It'll price it out for some people. Like that's crazy. So I think that's. I'm glad they walked it back. It's just one of those decisions where I'm like, how did that make it out of? How did that make it out of the boardroom that that was going to be okay? Well, to do? and and this is just it, right? I mean, it's an it's a new company. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, I like RJ. I think you know in relative terms compared to like Elon, he's just got his head down. He's an engineering background. Like he's just, you know, focused on the task at hand. He's not out there st- saying, you know, stupid shit and mm-hmm. reading dumb stuff. So yeah. I really like that. And, but I, I still think I'm probably going to, you know, push forward with our, our hybrid X five purchase and just kind of watch the dust settle on this and kind of see where they end up. As more mm-hmm. of these come out, see what kind of issues they're dealing with. I mean, we've been early adopters on two EVs now. Well, the and, and um, the and the other issue for that I think is still unresolved for me at least is like, how are these getting fixed? Yes. You know, what the, is the, the service? What's the support? A direct like? consumer company like Tesla. So yeah, you know, when we live in um, the upper Midwest and it gets freaking cold here in the winter, and that cold soaked mm-hmm. batteries. Like, what does that translate to actual range with these vehicles? Um, because mm-hmm. we like more space, but we'd also, we actually do, would like more range out of our mm-hmm. EV. Um, yeah. We'd like something that was more like 300 miles. And it does on paper sound like that's what this thing achieves. Um, right. But we'll just have to kind of see in practice what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I think it's, it's growing pains for a young company and, and, their product apparently is it's it's actually really impressive to me yeah. how well these new EV startups have come out of the gate. You know, by by all accounts the Lucid Air is phenomenal. By all accounts the Rivian R one T is phenomenal. Yeah. It that's actually really impressive to me that a and, brand new car company with their first car yeah, is yeah. Just and, nailing and it. Just a case in point, I was, you know, looking on their forums when they first produced the cars they i don't i don't remember the exact details but it sounded like they were unsure if they would have kind of um a 360 degree view you know of the car for parking like it was Mm -hmm. like maybe that'll be a thing maybe it won't and people were like that's kind of weird that car that's expensive really should have that Mm -hmm. well over the past like week or two i think they pushed that out as an over-the-air update oh really Um, and so now they have you know, 3D view. And it's like, that's actually from me, from my perspective, like a really um, important benchmark. Okay, they did something like that because Mm -hmm. watching the -the over-the-air updates for the Taycan, which practically don't exist, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they promised it with like the e-tron that that you'd be able to buy you know, over the air options. And for ours, that was, that never really ever materialized. materialized. And so these yeah. are legacy companies that couldn't do it. And right. 
And I think maybe they had hoped they could, but when they got into the weeds, they're like, whoa, whoa, we can't do this. Well, this company that's new, they did architect things to be able to do it. And it seems like they were able to accomplish it. So I think that's, well, it's a good sign. That discussion we've had before about like, you know, these new companies, they, they were looking at it from a, uh, you know, a much more holistic view and, and knew that the software programming side of things yeah. is going to be really integral to their product. Yeah. Whereas the legacy manufacturers were like, oh, why don't we just strap a battery to it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Everything else, well, you know, they want something out. new. They can come and buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're Same kind of working shit. off the old model. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But I, I thought it was actually a very fascinating development because you just don't see companies doing that usually they're like no. you know here's the price of sand. <laughs> sand like yeah um so a couple but there's a couple other you know um news articles this week that happened with regards to the ukraine that we want to talk about one is kind of speculation on my part um uh but i thought it was probably worth talking about too but um some news that came out was that porsche uh, was suspending production at, at its Leipzig plant until the end of next week due to the war in Ukraine um, because of production uh, supply chain issues. That's kind of all they really said. But there was right. an interesting post on the Renlist forum that showed what was supposedly um, a yeah, um, kind of a memorandum to Porsche dealers that said... Um, uh, and somebody posted on the Renlist forum, and it said the situation in Ukraine is impacting our production activities <laughs> and supply chain for Porsche plants are being affected. And what was interesting about this pre- this memo, this internal memo, is that they actually said that they were stopping production on certain models on certain days. So they said the March production will be partly stopped for all model lines. Please find mm-hmm. exact production cutoff dates below. 9-11 GT3 and the GT3 Touring was March uh, 17th. The 9-11 um, in general, I guess, was March 31st. The 718 Cayman was uh, March 14th. The Cayenne was March 7th. The Macan and Panamera was March 2nd. And the Taycan was March 3rd. All mm-hmm. cars with a planned um, CP8 date, which I guess is uh, a designation they have for a car that's at a certain phase of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, all cars with a planned CPA date in March before, including the date above, will be produced. All cars with a date in March later than the dates above will not be produced. So, you know, again, it's speculative a bit because that uh, Renlist memo that was posted has not been verified by Porsche, mm-hmm. but I, I doubt Porsche would verify it even if it was true. It was interesting because, you know, this is, we've been dealing with supply chain issues now for two over two years because of the pandemic and as some of these things were starting to maybe be easing up a bit now we've got another production hit because of and i'm not sure what part what parts suppliers specifically are in the ukraine but um it it sounded like they make a lot of wiring harnesses mm -hmm. and i mean those you know, obviously in cars today are freaking miles and miles, miles long. of wiring. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think the reason that they produce it there is because you've got a fairly high-skilled labor pool that's yeah. relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. And they're close to the factories. So to have 
<clears throat> German workers make those would be pretty expensive. And so mm-hmm. I think it was kind of a, a niche area. But I mean, even BMW came out and said that it will definitely impact you their know, production. supplies. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of curious from, you know, the production of our, I, I've seen some of these posts as well on the BMW forums with like the X5. Interestingly, that's produced in the United States and South Carolina. Um, right. Like the big X. X's yeah. are produced over here, or the smaller ones are in Europe. But I, so I don't know. I mean, I would guess that those wiring harnesses get shipped over probably from yeah. Ukraine to the plants over here. And so I assume it's going to have It's going to be a big deal. Because yeah. If, and when we've been dealing with the chip shortage, you know, these manufacturers have found ways to kind of mitigate that. They, you know, we've talked before about how Porsche has shipped Macans and Cayennes without power seat. The chips from mm-hmm. power seat adjustment or or, or steering, uh, steering wheel, column yeah. adjustment, and said, "Okay, we'll we'll install that at a later date." You know, but you can't ship a car without a wiring harness. No, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of where I thought. Obviously, I mean, I mean, if anything has taught, hopefully, these companies over the past years, you don't want all your eggs completely in one basket, and so there, yeah, they're learning maybe, now. I would hope so. I mean, if they're not, then I don't, I feel no sympathy. (laughs) Yeah. But like, let's say you've got them producing, you know, 60% of your wiring harnesses. Mm -hmm. Maybe what they, they just stop production to kind of like replan. And then they talk to their other company who does 40% and they say, you know what? We want to ramp production back up on the Cayenne, the 911, and the Taycan, which are our highest margin companies. Mm-hmm. So we're going to eat all the bandwidth you were producing for our lower margin vehicles, and we're going to keep those in production. Yeah. And you know, while we try to find somebody else to build this wiring harness that just can't be built in Ukraine anymore, you know? Right. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing how the the myriad ways you you figure okay well at at this point it's not it's not a it's not a really a world war you've got two countries fighting and yet our world has become so interconnected economically and in so many other ways that this war between two countries has like huge impacts on everybody so i mean there's this production delay um there was also speculation that there's going to be EV production delays just across the board because Russia, I think, is the second. I was reading like the second largest producer of lithium. Mm. So you know, we're, and this isn't just wow. EV. I mean, we're talking about in the in the context of EV cars, but I mean, anything that uses lithium ba- lithium ion batteries. Yeah. You know, laptops. Uh, you know, yeah. anything consumer electronics of any kind. And based on that, I was just going to say, which will probably segue us to our next topic. You've talked, and I and I think that the truth is, you're probably not wrong about this. In the old world, where you know, unfortunately, maybe these early EVs would be kind of seen like the earliest iPhone. You know, something mm-hmm. would just like be discarded because the technology doubly improves and. And mm-hmm. I think maybe there's some truth to that, but you know the thing still transports you long distances and it operates like a car, so mm-hmm. maybe it's not like a perfect analogy, but you know, I do kind of wonder if some of these things will hold their value in different ways, um depending on how long this goes because 
it's you know right now with uh, gas prices potentially going up even more mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to maybe at least have one ev in your your household so you can just drive your gas car a little bit less and and you know wow. not have to deal with you know in tremendously increasing gas prices on what's already ex- more expensive grocery bills and all this other stuff mm-hmm. yeah i i think you're right i mean i remember back when um the last time we had gas prices go up you know quite a bit and i forget what the context was whether it was opec not wanting to increase production or what it was but i remember there was a huge increase in this is pre-ev era there was a huge Mm -hmm. increase in demand for the prius um Mm. and and priuses were not only holding their value but they were kind of like kind of like how used cars are now like you could you could have one for two three years drive it and then sell it for more than you paid for it um, yeah, and so we've kind of seen that that aspect of it before, but yeah, that was something I I had wondered about. One, like EVs holding their value, but also does this affect have a broader effect on our on Americans' willingness to buy gigantic trucks and SUVs? You know, if you're driving around in a Chevy Suburban that gets 14 miles to a gallon or whatever it gets in the city. And gas is four or five dollars a gallon. Um, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's just to kind of reiterate. You know, when I did the <clears throat> math on the the BMW X5, mm-hmm. you know, at a let's say you didn't even have a discounted rate. You know, it's like three hundred dollars to drive ten thousand miles a year. That's at mm-hmm. a you know, like a five cent per kilowatt hour. Uh, rate mm-hmm. and so let's say it's 10 cents maybe a little bit more normal that's mm-hmm. 600 dollars to drive 10,000 miles whereas at you know 375 a gallon with a vehicle that gets you know 23 miles per gallon combined that's a thousand six hundred dollars per year and so if you you know have that mpg because you're driving the king ranch or something which you can't mm-hmm. imagine gets great mileage i mean that bill is at least in the 2000s probably i mean that's oh yeah that's like another a small car payment but that's definitely like another car payment a month yeah yeah no i know it that well and and that's in the context of everything else also groceries being more expensive uh your energy bill burgers are more expensive (laughs) yeah so i mean i think it's going to eventually have to have an effect you know like yeah, I, I was I was talking about this with my wife yesterday when we we were going out uh, to see a movie and we we're behind a an F one fifty like a new F one fifty and on the tailgate you know normally it's like a small Ford logo it just mm-hmm. said F one fifty and like chrome lettering but that mm-hmm. was like factory it was you know this was a it had it had yeah. either plates still on it and mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> it's like that's so tacky and and it got us talking about like. You know, there's people that buy trucks for because they need them. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they need it for their their work, or they actually need to haul stuff or whatever. And then there's people that want to be seen driving a pickup truck. Like that's yeah. it's like a it's part of their persona or, or mm-hmm. what what they want to be viewed, how they want to be viewed. Yeah, yeah. And so for those people, you know, is the desire to to be you know the truck life person. <laughs> is it worth having to pay 
a hundred bucks at the pump every week. Uh, well, you know. yeah, and that's and that's where I think some of the you know excitement and positive reception has come for like um, the F one fifty Lightning and right. the, the new Chevy mm-hmm. uh, Electric. the The Hummer is kind of I I think of that as just being ridiculous. Far outlier, like, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it hasn't really changed anything. We're just we're just desiring more when that's mm-hmm. kind of the main problem, probably. Right. So I think that there are a group of people who who do, you know, they want the truck lifestyle, um, and but they don't want to spend four hundred freaking dollars a month to to have it. And I don't right. I don't blame them at all because I mean right. if you've got a setup like we do where you can get a discounted rate charging overnight. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably going to put $300 a month back in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that, fuel costs. Yeah. And the, and the thing is like, we don't know, you know, we don't know what the long, we don't know how long this is going to last. Right. So I agree. You know, yeah. We've got, we've, we've got a, you know, a, you know, fairly cruel dictator in Russia that's, you know, trying to take over Ukraine. We're shank- we're sanctioning him. They're a major producer of, of oil. So like this could be a long-term squeeze because I think, I think this past week OPEC came out and said that they will not be increasing production uh, <clears throat> to kind of make up for the shortfall that, you know, Europe and the U S and other countries are going to have by not buying Russian oil. And, you know, and, and so, you know, if they well, stay with it, that, yeah, like how long is that going to go on for? And I, I debate this, you know, myself, but I do kind of wonder, I and mean, we are, I don't know, I assume Saudi Arabia is the biggest, but maybe we're the biggest. We're one of the top two oil producers in the world. Right. I do kind of wonder if it, if that, if this could be maybe a, a bipartisan opportunity where we say, you know, the Democrats say we're going to expect some concessions on green energy here but we're going to ramp up our production of fossil fuels to stabilize markets to kind of you know marginalize the the russians and opec and sell to europe to basically sell to our allies and while that's going on reinvest into green energies to reduce the need for it in the first place right because that's that's how the world funds a lot of these misadventures is you know they've they've got some kind of commodity that's uh worth money and and so they you know they've got a budget to work with to raise hell and right so the more we can reduce that it's definitely the better all around really right yeah no i agree and especially because you know russia had OPEC was previously just uh, kind of a consortium of like Middle Eastern oil producers, but Russia actually joined OPEC and in, in this like OPEC plus alliance is what they call it. And so mm-hmm. they now get to have a seat at that table. So, you know, do we really want to continue to rely on those folks, you know, for, for, uh, you know, importing any of their oil? Like it, we're, I'm, I just looked it up just now. The U.S. is the largest oil producer in the world. Uh, yeah. With, you know, and, and Canada and China are right up there. You know, it's like, well, between us and Canada, you know, yeah. we could probably do, you know, pretty well in terms of meeting our yeah, demand. 
yeah and stabilizing that market and yeah yeah, you know maybe not moving necessarily in the right direction in the short term but if in the long term the concession is we're going to you know use that money to help fund green energies and help you know europe Mm -hmm. get a place where they don't need as much russian natural gas right that's I think at this point, it's a good move, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, it's obviously it's going to be continually shifting uh, situation uh, until we kind of see how this is going to play out. But I think it, it's going to have to have an impact on on some of our buying patterns because, you know, with inflation at, at large kind of having a huge impact on our economy, uh, this is just going to be, you know, making it even worse for people that are are struggling to make ends meet so yeah um but i think that's all we had for today uh anything else you want to add man no that's great all right well thank you all so much for listening